the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in because it's Thursday. You know it's the date day edition of the program. That means, ladies, Paula is in the house and she is here to encourage you. And we're together to take your phone calls and questions. Anything on your heart or mind, we'll do the best that we can. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And every weekday at 4 o'clock on AM 630 The Word, we're here so that we can help you get closer to Jesus. 340-9585, that's area code 210-340-9585 is the number. If you're outside the local area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. Um, if you are would rather send a question in via email, you can do that by emailing questions at calvarysa.com. Uh, likewise, you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app and send the questions in that way. If you're driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit call now and you'll be connected directly to the studio producer and then you can say hello to Paula. One more time, 340-9585. Now, Paula, before I turn it over to you, I do want to issue an apology to our audience. Um, Last night, uh, we got lots and lots of phone calls and texts and everything else. The live stream that we talked about on the program yesterday, last night's message, um, our system went down. In fact, we didn't know if we were going to be able to do this program today. We, our system was down until just about an hour ago. Um, but our live stream wasn't working. I apologize. It was a message that I think... Apollo is pretty important, um, but it is on the website now, so you can go to calvarysa.com if you missed it last night, and you can watch it. Um, um, I think it's worth watching. It's, it's really important, and Paul, I think, is going to talk about that a little bit later in the program. So please forgive us for not being up. You know, technical things happen, and it seems that nobody in the world has an explanation for it, at least one that makes sense to me. It just is the way things are, and we were sort of um, broken last night. Paula, it's your show. Well, it's only my show because it's Thursday, and you tell me that it has to be my show because I'm like, this is not my show. If I, <laughs> but anyway, here I am, and it's been, it's been uh, kind of a long time huh, since I've been here. So I don't even know what to do now, Pastor. Ron. I'm all out of the, out of the swing of things. Our, our little mini vacation last week, and then you were uh, on your way to Reynosa the week before yeah. doing the, the retreat down there. So yeah. it's been three weeks. You ought to have a lot stored up. You would think so, huh? <laughs> anyway, we had a great time in Reynosa. You know, before um, going, I had a couple of people, you know, because the enemy, not not that the people were the enemy, but the enemy does use you know, a little bit of fear and stuff to uh, kind of make you uh, think, oh, is this from God or should I really go, you know, those kind of things, you know. You know, it, Reynosa's worse than it was when you guys went last year and um, 
you know, what's going to happen, what are you going to do, and, and, you know, crossing the border, and not everybody had their passport, uh, you remember, Kuka's passport expired, and so she took her chiseled in stone birth certificate. You just see it. Yeah, Kuka, Kuka is our, our 91-year-old <laughs> who went on the, the retreat. Oh, so. yeah. Last year, and then she went again this year, and then she had her, don't be jealous, Ron, don't be jealous, her driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> and so she um, she got there. We all had a great time. We didn't have any issues going across the border. We parked closer this time instead of, you know, at, at a relative's home, which was too far away, and all the little transportation things made it a little more difficult. But this time we didn't do that. We parked in a, a kind of protected parking lot right there, and so we just walked across the border. Um, and... While we were there, you know, you think, last year um, we all went to like five different homes. And so I think one of the last things you said to me is, uh, you know, bring all the girls home safely. Well, when we get there, <laughs> we go for five different directions. I'm like, oh, my goodness, I can't watch them. I don't know where they all are. Lord, good thing you love them more than I do, and you're the protector. And so, you know, once the, uh, the bigger group was gone from me. I wasn't in any kind of controls, but this year they took us their first retreat. They've had conferences, you know, just overnight kind of a thing, where those where they would go home. Well, this time was their first time to have a retreat, and they had it at in the middle of Reynosa, this beautiful oasis of a hotel with palm trees all around and a really nice swimming pool. They had a jacuzzi, but they didn't have jacuzzi hot. Um, and so it was really nice. You know, they still have the armed guards in the hotel. But the story I told is when you were away at Bible College, and I would have to get up in the middle of the night because we had this big dog who, you know, he still had to go do his walking in the middle of the night, 2 o'clock or so in the morning. But every night I hear these helicopters over our apartment. And so um, there they got to a point where, on some of those nights where the helicopter was above us and they would shine the light, the guy would shine his light down on us and me and Mr. Moto would walk up and down the street and the, the police officers would just make sure I was back into the apartment. <laughs> well, it was kind of like that in Reynosa. Seeing the guys in the hotel with their, with their guns was like, praise the Lord, because on those <laughs> nights when there wasn't a helicopter over my apartment, I'm like, well, who's watching out for me? Who's watching the street? And so um, I had no aches once we were there at all. And it was just a really beautiful time, but I'll talk more about Good. it. Okay, let's take a phone call. We've got, uh, I hope I'm saying this right, Dedrick from Austin on line one. Thank you for calling. Did I pronounce your name correctly? Oh, we lost Dedrick. Ah. Sorry, Dedrick. If you can call back, the, the, the line is clear. Okay, Paul, now you can. Well, sorry, Dedrick. He said it was my show, and I was just really rambling, wasn't I? <laughs> so if you call back again, we'll, we'll acknowledge that right away. But anyway, um, at the retreat itself, I mean, it was just a beautiful room. They set it up like uh, a wedding banquet. The, the, the chairs were covered with these really nice um, covers. There was white tablecloths, and there was, like, fountains. You know, it was just... They went over the top, and um, even some of the people, the servants there, would stay in the rooms for the for the teachings, and they, it was just a really, really cool time. One testimony in particular, this one um, young lady had never been to a hotel. She had seen swimming pools, but she'd never been in one until this retreat. Oh, wow. Yeah, as a... Uh, a younger girl, she had a boyfriend one time who took her to a restaurant, and she felt so unworthy that she just got up and says, I don't deserve this, and ran out of the restaurant. Mm -hmm. Well, at this retreat, um, just the love from the ladies, of course, and then the teachings about Jesus, who pours out his love in us to be enable us to love other people. Um, she's given this testimony, and at the end she just said this, He loved me, he loved me, he loved me. <laughs> oh, my goodness, we were just crying, you know. And it was just an amazing time. And to see, you know, our ladies, I don't think any of them went with fear. If they did, you sure couldn't tell it. Because while I was in the room, um, 
going over my second study, they were out among the people in Reynosa, just walking the streets, and they didn't come back with any fear. In fact, um, one of the young ladies who was really having issues the morning here at the church that we left, <clears throat> we left, she just has a lot of um, anxiety. And she wasn't sure if she was going to go. And we said, it's, it's, hey, it's too late. Just get in the car. We're going. Well, the Lord really met her and and delivered her from all those. And she was one of the ones downtown. Ate a, a what is it, a cricket? A cricket. Yeah, they have, you, you mean know. Like the bug? Like the bug, yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they they prepare them with, like, salt and garlic and like all that stuff. from a street vendor? Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And so she was this one so scared, and now she's eating a cricket on the on the street. <laughs> she just came back totally a different person. Can't wait to go back if they ask us again. Um, but anybody who didn't go just because of the fear, you really miss out to see God's hand move. So a few days there's other testimonies, but a few days later I'm back here. All of us are safe. Kuka walked. You know, across the border with her walker. She didn't take her walker last year, but she took her walker this year. And we all come back. We're safe. And a few days later, Adriana, the pastor's wife of Calvary Chapel Reynosa, says, You know, the Lord was really um, uh, gracious with all of us. Wasn't it a wonderful time? And how the teachings all just kind of intertwined and built one upon the other. And it was just an amazing time. She says, You know, we had shootings here on Wednesday. <laughs> And then we had shootings here again on Sunday. But the time we were there was Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And so, you know, the Lord just, he takes care of, he takes care of us. And, uh, yeah, if she asks us to go back again, I'm sure. If, if we waited till we weren't afraid to do the things he asked us to do, we'd never do anything at all. Oh, for sure. We wouldn't have Ronnie and Terry. Those are our two boys. <laughs> yeah, no way. We wouldn't be here in San Antonio. We would have never started Calvary Chapel San Antonio. We wouldn't have a free school. We wouldn't have a multimedical. We wouldn't be doing Joy Jesus. All those things. I've been afraid. wouldn't be on the radio. Um, it's like, Lord, <laughs> this man you gave me kind of a thing. <laughs> you know, I'm the kite string, but whoo, he's... He's the kite, but God, thank you that you're the one who holds that. Paul, I know we've got a question to to, to uh, answer. Mm-hmm. It's been here for a bit, but before we get there, uh, this Saturday is Joy of Jesus. Uh, I've been talking about it all week. Yeah. In case you're wondering, it's <laughs> at 11 o'clock Saturday morning till 3 o'clock in the afternoon at Travis Park in downtown San Antonio. I promise you, you don't want to miss it. Yeah. You don't want to miss it. Share your heart. You're so cute because you... you you can't explain it. Yeah. You know, it's a it's just you got to be there to see it and you'll feel it. Um and if you are a part of Calvary Chapel San Antonio, most of us will have the the t-shirt on, but even those who belong to this church and go for the first time, they don't know what we're talking about until they get there. They've seen pictures and they've heard stories, but until you're actually there, um and participating, you don't know what we're talking about. You know, it's such an experience that, that we have people who have had to leave our church, they moved and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and they come back. Oh, yeah. They know it's the last Saturday in October, so they come back mm-hmm. uh, so that they can serve mm-hmm. at Joy of Jesus. They just don't ever want to miss it again. It's it's an unbelievable experience. Tomorrow night, Paul, on my study in Acts chapter 26, uh, is a perfect, it's Paul's testimony, it's a perfect study uh, for the evening prior to, to Joy of Jesus. Uh, and um, it, it's one of those experiences that you look around and you think, how could God do all this? Mm-hmm. And then you see one person give their heart to the Lord and then another. Mm-hmm. And then you see uh, just just hopelessness and despair turn into hope and joy. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you make friends, uh, and I'm not using that word lightly, you make friends with people that you'd never meet before. And the overwhelming sense is that, that I was with Jesus, and look what he did. Mm-hmm. So it's an amazing thing. We have a concert. Um, mm-hmm. Our, our Michi's going to be, be uh, doing some of her music. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, Jocelyn is going to be uh, performing her new single and probably the next new single that isn't out yet and some other stuff that she does. Mm-hmm. Um, 
We just want people to come. Yeah, the vacation Bible school, kids will be, and adults will be dancing. We lead off, I think. We lead off oh, do of the, the concert. Yeah, we just, we're the warm-up for them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then I, uh, there's a surprise. Uh, the clown ministry has a surprise that they have um, worked up. But, yeah, it's, it's a really neat thing because even here at the church, we have ex-addicts, ex-addicts who are now born-again Christians who used to live in the park, in the downtown area, who um, go back every year and say, you know, you too can be free if you want to. You too can be free if you want to. Um, and then, you know, the whole time we're there looking around, um, and, you know, especially listening to this radio program, Ron, the way, and I say this often, the way you've answered questions um, has taught, I know many others, but even me, the right perspective to have because the scripture that comes to me quite often is such were some of you you know as we go downtown um, and then by the grace of God you're not um, and so thank you for some of that but it's kind of a, a cool thing we'll see some of our clothes that we gave you know maybe two years ago or last year on other people you know that, that God would let us share in mm -hmm. some of our own blessings um, and then the generosity that Calvary Chapel San Antonio has been I mean you know for because we had so many activities going on here in September that we were kind of remiss in our in our advertising of you know our announcements of of joy of Jesus so we were lacking in the clothing well you made a couple of announcements and this church went berserko you know <laughs> they just said we need some clothes for for our possible brothers and sisters downtown yes sir and, and they just have come through it's been a joy to watch after one Sunday service I had a guy corner me he says look I don't have a bunch of old clothes but can I just give you $500 to buy new stuff mm -hmm. and then we had another uh, a friend from from out of town who who sent us a check for $1,000 said you know buy new underwear buy whatever whatever people need <laughs> yeah. uh, it's just that's the way people people have been moved yeah. now we still need help with with hair cutting I've made the announcement every day this week uh, if you are a hair cutting professional licensed and you know what you're doing uh, we want to give the people there our best so we would love to have you down there serving with us um, get there a little bit earlier than 11 o'clock let somebody know what you're here to do uh, you can still call the church office and get any details but we would love for you to be able to um, just be so blessed it, it, it'll be, you'll never miss another joy of Jesus if you do it one time mm -hmm. because you'll you'll leave again thinking that that Jesus was here with me today yeah and you know we want believers that's the only requirement you got to be able to cut hair and you got to be a believer in Jesus Christ mm -hmm. and um, you'll see the Lord move on your behalf yeah bring your own equipment of course yeah. um, and there's going to be electricity and water um, available so you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff and you know uh, I think quite a few of the people do wear gloves but not all of them because they really want to touch and that's that's been a huge thing I love going I know that's your favorite place to go and, and look at um, to watch and just talk to the people as they're being transformed you know, some of them kind of hang their heads a little bit in shame, but that's our job to say. I'm unworthy, like the lady you just spoke about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and and I, I, I like to take their chin in my hand and raise it up and say, mm -hmm. look at me. Mm -hmm. God loves you. Mm -hmm. This is why he's doing that. Yeah. And and the, the ones that get it, not everybody does, but the ones that get it, uh, it's an amazing transformation to watch. He loves me. He loves you. Mm -hmm. The other thing that we do, Paula, that that has a huge impact on the people in the park, because we're giving away food all day long as well, uh, is we sit down and eat with people. Yeah. You know, a lot of times when there's ministries to the homeless, and, and just so there's no misunderstanding, the, the, the entire park is not homeless. A large oh, yeah. part of the people oh, yeah. down there, they come to get the clothing. They come to get the medical care. Our doctors will be there. Mm -hmm. And by the way, if you have any medical needs, our entire multi-medical staff, will be there. Um, we'll have massages and, and manicures and makeovers and all kinds of things going on. Um, but um, to sit down 
to see somebody with some food and to see somebody from the church and you'll be able, as Paula said, to identify us with our gold t-shirts this year. Mm -hmm. um, um, just, do, do you mind if I join you? And they'll look at, you want to eat with me? Sure. And we sit down and, and talk to people. And sometimes those conversations are difficult. I mean, people, there's mental health issues there. Mm -hmm. But um, for the people that can hear and just want some love, mm -hmm. some attention, mm -hmm. uh, it, it's an amazing thing to watch. Yeah. Some of the language is kind of colorful, yeah. but we can, we can deal with that. We live in the world. We're yeah. not of it. Yeah. But again, we're, we're, we shouldn't be shocked at unbelievers talk the way they do. Yeah, I wonder what it was like when Jesus went to uh, eat with the Pharisees. I mean, you know, being the tax collectors in the sinners. I'm sure it was pretty rowdy. Pretty colorful, huh? Yeah. <laughs> if he knew what kind of woman she was. Oh, yeah, yeah, would, yeah. But, but the idea is, is um, you know, that's who we all were yeah. before Christ. Yeah. And the, the, the Christian who thinks, no, I was better than that, doesn't really know yeah. who he or she really was. Yeah. Paula, one thing that, that I would like to mention to you, um, um, we'd like people to pray for some of the people. We, we have some regulars that have been there for every year. I know there's one man, young man, uh, you know, he's not as young as he once no. was, but there's yeah. a, a young man that you see every year yeah. who from the first day you laid eyes on him, yeah. God put him in your heart. Yeah, Anthony. Yeah. Anthony, I'm, I'm hopeful to see him. He used to wear, he didn't wear it last year but he used to wear this devil hat you know with the horns and the whole bit and and it was such a dichotomy thing to me because he would have half of the buttons on his jacket were praising satan and the other half were i love jesus it's like anthony <laughs> dude what what uh, you know um, make a decision, ma'am. So, but last year, he, and I got, him, I have his picture on my phone again this year, and I'm hopeful I'll see him and say, I've been praying for you. I've had you right here on my phone every year. You remember? And I gave him a different hat last year. He's a big guy. He's so a big guy. You just go up and give him a hug, and mm -hmm. you just kind of melt in him, yeah. and and you can see that look on his face, like, what's she doing? Yeah. And and then he just yeah. he remembers. And it's been at least ten years. Yeah. And the consistency in Anthony, you know I know you, you know, and he recognizes me every year. But anyway, yeah, so pray for Anthony. Um, again, the haircutting place is just a huge thing for people who might be thinking about it. And um, the lady who heads up that ministry, she takes off on Saturdays, and she says the Lord has never been a debtor to her. He makes up over and above what she kind of gives up on that Saturday. But it's not really a sacrifice at all, you know. And then you get to witness to your customers of why you're not going to be there on that Saturday. Mm -hmm. And that you'll, you'll make it up to them, but why you're not going to be there on that Saturday is because I'm going to be serving the Lord and serving others who don't mm -hmm. have the ability to come regularly and pay for a haircut. What did David say? I will not give to the Lord that which costs nothing. Yeah. Yeah. God has blessed you with the ability and these clients and just for a day, a day, you know. Um, I mean, you can go in early at your regular job and then come over here and then stay late at your, go back to your other job, but the Lord will not be a debtor. So, um, and then it's a very secure place. We have not only, this is another cool thing, it's a secure place because a lot of the homeless or the people who've come every year, they don't want this day to be messed up. So they even <laughs> police themselves. But we do have um, San Antonio police officers who are there. Um, our security staff here at the church is, is also there. Oh, yeah. I like our security staff at the church real <laughs> good. Um, but we have a safe children's ministry. There's a, a I, I'm calling it the children's corral because it's a fenced off area. And... There's a whole lot of parents in there who's like, no, you won't be messing with our kids. So, And the kids, the kids will have a blast. Your kids will have a blast. So it's a place where moms and dads can come and serve. They can check mm -hmm. their kids in to the children. It's right in the middle of the park, so mm -hmm. uh, they'll always be able to see them, then go over and talk to them over the fence. But there is security in spades inside there, yeah. and the kids are safe, and they don't want to leave when 3 o'clock comes. Mm -mm, mm -mm. I know they don't. They're like, what? <laughs> Can we just stay for just a little bit more? Hey, did I say it's going to be 82 there? 
That's what the weathermen are saying. Yeah. And they're, they're never wrong. They're, yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> you know what another really cool ministry is for anybody who, um, from our church who is looking for a place to serve, is in the clothesline again. Because the last couple of years, the people have had personal shoppers. Yeah. <laughs> How cool is that? So the people don't have to just, you know, rifle through everything. What's your size? And so our people know where to lead them mm-hmm. to and and, um, and and really help them out. We've had a bunch of new shoes and boots and things like that donated uh-huh. and backpacks and, and things. So, so uh, that's, that's kind of one of the first places they stake out because mm-hmm. they want to be able to have first dibs on, yeah. on all the clothing. There. So it's a great time. That's this Saturday at 11 o'clock at Travis Park in downtown San Antonio. Please don't miss it. Stop by. Uh, find somebody in a gold t-shirt and say, can you help me find Pastor Ron? I'd love to meet you. Uh, and if you can help cut hair, God bless bless you. We'd love to do that. We've got 30 minutes left on the date day edition of the program. 340-9585 for you, Dedrick, or anybody else. 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. You're listening to the date day edition of the Word to Stand Up for Life. We'll be back in two minutes. to the Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for bearing with us. 340-9585 for your live calls and questions. Paula, I want to take this right at the top of this uh, break. Uh, this this a question has been waiting for a couple of weeks. Yep. Uh, it's from our mobile app from Waiting life. It says, Hi, Miss Paula. I've heard parts of your testimony before your hubby got saved and on the right path with the Lord. Mine is, his, her testimony is that he is a believer, but he has abandoned me to the point of divorce and another woman. I'm called to stand in the gap for our marriage and it's wearisome. Do you have any suggestions for fresh ways to pray for him in this season? Bible passages to help renew me or just wisdom? I'm listening to the program but can't call this time, so uh, waiting wife knew that we were going to do this uh, the next time you're in the program. A couple of things before you take off on this. Um, Paul and I read this question differently, Waiting Life. Um, um, when you said that he has abandoned you to the point of divorce another woman, I read that as he was at the point of wanting a divorce uh, because he has another woman. Uh, Paula read it and believed that, um, that he has already um, divorced you and and married another woman or is with another woman. Um, I, I briefly responded by saying a man who does these things, whichever is the case, is not a believer. Uh, the, the fact that somebody answered an altar call or, or said, yes, I, I repent of my sins, but, but believers, meeting Jesus changes people. So I want that part clear, and whatever is clear, we've got, I think, some some uh, direction for you, hopefully a little bit of encouragement. Paula, mm-hmm. why don't you start? Yeah, um, thank you for clearing that up, because that's how I read it. And, and uh, waiting wife, please um, let us know which way so um, we can better pray for you. But anyway, um, I was looking at 1 Corinthians 7, starting in verse 10 where it says, but for those who are married, I have a command that comes not from me, but from the Lord. A wife must not leave her husband, but if she does leave him, let her remain single or else be reconciled to him, and the husband must not leave his wife. Um, Well, you already said here that your husband has already abandoned you um, to the point of divorce and another woman. And so I did not understand what you were talking about when you said, I'm called to stand in the gap for our marriage, and it is wearisome. Um, And Ron and I were talking about this, too, that if the Lord asked you to do something, it wouldn't be, you know, it sounds like you're bound, like you're in some um, covenant marriage thing that says no matter what your husband does, you're stuck, you're bound to him. But um, it goes on to say, uh, 
If a fellow believer has a wife who is not a believer and she is willing to continue living with him, he must not leave her. And if a believing woman has a husband who is not a believer and he is willing to continue living with her, she must not leave him. And it goes on, you know, for the believing wife. But your husband, <clears throat> with his actions, is not proving that he is a believer at all, as Pastor Ron just told you. Um, so it says in verse 15, but if the husband or wife who isn't a believer insists on leaving, let them go. In such cases, the believing husband or wife is no longer bound to the other, for God has called you to live in peace. And so, as you're saying, um, I'm called to stand in the gap for our marriage, and it is wearisome. I don't know where you get that, because verse 15 says just the opposite of what you put here. If your husband has already abandoned you, um, and from my point of view, it sounds like you're already he's already divorced you, and he's moved on. And so, in your case, you need to move on as well to stand in the gap waiting for your marriage, which isn't a marriage, if I read this correctly, is um, a futile thing to be doing. And it will be worrisome. I mean, it yeah. will, it'll, be, it'll be crushing to your soul, yeah. I think, is the idea. God says he's called us to live in peace. And, Paula, we've had some unpleasant experiences with, with groups of people who have fallen into this, well, we're, we're covenant marriage, and we've got to stand in the gap for our husband or for our wife, and, and God will bring them back no matter that they're married and have kids, but, but he's my husband or she's my wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's simply not what the Bible tells us. Yeah. When a husband commits adultery, you're not bound to do anything. You're free to leave him, yeah. to divorce him, to remarry without penalty. You know, God never punishes a victim. He never sentences sentences us to a life in bondage to anything. And um, there, there is uh, teaching out there, sadly, that say, no, you can't break the covenant. If he did or if she did, uh, then then you just kind of hang in there because God's going to come through. Uh, people walk away from God, mm-hmm. and God protects the victim in that situation. And uh, waiting wife, you're simply not... Um, to, to 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 stand in the gap. Uh, now, if Paul is right and you're all, your your husband's already married another woman, um, then then he's entered into another covenant arrangement, and and God wants you to enjoy the rest of your walk with Him, and you simply cannot do that. You cannot do that apart from um, just you and Jesus mm-hmm. moving on together. Okay, so from the way um, Pastor Ron read this, if he has abandoned you um, and he's left the scene, but you're not divorced and um, what you say in another woman, but you're not divorced, and you can still pray for one first, um, that the Lord would make it um, a surety to you that you are to stay um, and if he, if the Lord says for you to stay, um, then he will have you praying for his salvation. Um, but I, seriously, it seems like you're divorced already. But if you're not divorced and the Lord is having you to wait, then you need to pray, pray, pray that your husband will get saved, come to his senses. Um, but that's that's the only thing. You know, you'd say you listen to my testimony in part, but I wasn't in your situation. Um, Ron was just, his his love was his job. Um, and that was for power, position, and prominence. Um, the three P's and but that didn't mean he had another woman or... And money, money, which didn't start with the P, but it's... Yeah, and, and money, yeah. Pocket change, big time pocket change, um, and and the the other P that he wasn't concerned with was me at the time. So that Paula, but in the same way, in 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 First Peter three, you know, um, I was in a different situation. You, know, I, I hear people. I think maybe this is why I've been a little bit. Um, I don't know what the word is. It melancholy, but 
a lot of people have, a lot of women over the years have said, well, Paula hung in there for 13 years. And, you know, she didn't leave Pastor Ron, um, well, Ron at the time. But I wasn't in the situation you're in. Um, You've got to know the word. You've got to know your, your, your own situation. You've got to have your own really up-close personal relationship with Jesus so that you're not looking to other people's experiences that the Lord will take you through your own um, but I wasn't in the same situation as you. I want to say this as kindly as I can so, so as not to be misunderstood. Um, when people who have been abandoned by their spouses sort of join forces and they get together, they're hurting, they're lost, they, they, they obviously feel rejected and rightly so, um, but they, they sit around together and convince one another that God wants their spouse to be back in their lives. And we've had this with men and women. And Paula, in our experience, and there's been dozens of them over the years, uh, there's never been a happy reconciliation. There's never been anything other than this wearisome that you talk about, waiting life, this this, this wearisome life. Um, it, it, it eventually squeezes the life. You're, you're trying to do something in your own strength that only God can do. And it squeezes the life out of your relationship with Jesus. And um, I just plead with you, move on. He's abandoned you. He's been unfaithful. Whether you're already divorced or not, he's been unfaithful. And God wants you to be free. He wants you to be filled with joy. And Jesus said his burden is easy, his yoke is light. Mm -hmm. And he he tells us that we're to learn from him Mm -hmm. and we walk with him. You're free from that bondage of trying to resurrect a marriage that you weren't responsible for destroying. Yes, there. That's as good as we can say it. So, waiting wife, I think you should stop waiting on reconciliation in that marriage and begin to just wait on Jesus and let him love on you and tell you how beautiful you are, my darling. There is no flaw in you. He is the only one who has only your best interest at heart and he loves you so much he's so thankful that you're a believer but get to know him get to know him and you know you have all the time in the world now to get to know him and make him the number one in your life thank you paula three four zero ninety five eighty five or toll free eight seven seven six three zero kslr we've got time for calls and questions paula what's next for you well, you know what, Pastor Ron, when, when these questions come in like that, you know, I'm, I'm a crybaby. And this broke my heart. I asked you to send me this question yesterday before you came home. And I had a hard time sleeping. You know, because there's so many, in particular women, who just, they want that relationship so bad. And they just can't seem to let it go knowing it's it's bad you know and so anyway my heart's been hurting all night so a waiting wife i pray that you'll just sit at the feet of jesus and let him love on you but my heart hurts with you so does jesus you'll find that as you sit and wait on him it wasn't supposed to be like this when we make our vows it's for Ever until Jesus comes back for us, but we, in our own stupidity, we do what we want to do. So, anyway, I'm really, 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 really sorry. So last night, I loved last night's study because it was encouraging. Um, and you started off with your grandma. <laughs> I loved her when she would come and visit us in the summer. Sometime, um, um, I used to just sit there. I would try to get up. I'd get. As a grown-up, I have kids and everything. As a grown-up, I get up really early and get all my chores done. You know, get my put this food in the crock pot. I would cook crock pot meals when when your grandma was at the house to visit. You know, and have the kids' lunches already and all that kind of stuff. So I could just sit at her feet for hours and just let her tell me stories. But um, you you started out with her. I loved her so much. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And um, My grandma said a lot of smart stuff. She sure did. 
a lot of a lot of soap, a lot of clean. You don't have yep. to be if, even if you're poor, you can still be clean. You know, mm-hmm. even if you just have one dress, it can be clean. You could wash it and let it dry, iron it, and she was she was crisp. Um, so anyway, <laughs> I loved her. Um, but I love this whole study, and I, I don't want we don't have time to do the whole thing. But man, those you went over five. Um, Things, but I want to start first uh, with with this part, um, where David really did love God, but there were times when he um, he was more concerned with himself than he was with God, and those times are just uh, tragic. And so our relationship, like I'm telling you, the waiting wife, has got to be with Jesus. So personal, so personal, and and, and David he always bounced back. Um, because it was my he, God was his God, he was his rock, he was his savior, he was his defender, he was his deliverer, um, and so we have to know Jesus that personally, up close and personal. You know, as we walk through life, I, you know, I say this quite often. You know, as I walk down the street, sometimes I'm I'm afraid, and I'm thinking the boogeyman's going to come out at one side, and the alligator's going to get me on the other side, but. Jesus, you're here with me, so greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world, and you walk with me, so I'm your problem. But I I, I talk like that, so. um, But it has to be very, very personal, um, and that the self-inflicted wounds and trials that David created for himself really didn't have to happen, Um, and and even if it has. And I loved last night how you said to to the congregation, you know, even if you've come here and you messed up so bad, you don't think the Lord would ever forgive you. Um, it was it was a cool thing to be reminded that David, who messed up so often, was a man after God's own heart. This uh, this chapter, Paula, is as you know from last night, is uh, nearly a word for word repeat of the 18th Psalm. Mm-hmm. Um, um, that, at least in my hermeneutic. Uh, makes it really important. God preserved it twice for us. It's like Jesus saying, truly, truly, I send you, or verily, verily, in the King James. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it, we would say, listen, listen. Uh, he wants us to get this. And because we all have one thing in common in our lives, walking with the Lord, it's trials. Um, self-inflicted trials, some trials that uh, just happen uh, that are no fault of our own, uh, trials that can't be avoided, a, a bad doctor's report, you lose your job, whatever it is. But trials are common to all of us. And the the, the ounce of prevention uh, is worth a pound of cure. Uh, well, the last night's Bible study in, in 2 Samuel 22 um, dealt with all of those. And and when you you find yourself in a trial, even if it's of your own making, uh, that psalm tells us how to walk out of it mm-hmm. with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, but but just as importantly, it tells us how to prevent it. David, you 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 noted fell in love with God. He was a man after God's own heart. The second verse, I think it's the second verse in that that psalm, says uh, uh, there's there's nine personal pronouns. My God and my rock and my fortress and my savior and my protector. So um, uh, nine times David draws attention to the, to, to the personal nature of that relationship with God. And David was a man who learned that experientially, hiding in the caves from Saul, facing down Goliath um, um, uh, in front of uh, Abimelech. Uh, pretending to be insane over and over and over David found himself in in what we would consider impossible places and he gets to that place I think it's in the fifth verse or maybe the fourth verse where he says in my distress I called to the Lord and then from that point the rest of that study is how to avoid future trials of your own making Um, how to get out of trials that you're in mm-hmm. or trials that are not of your own making, trials that hurt. They, they're, they're not easy, but at the same time, um, Jesus has a plan for us. And unless we understand that, uh, we're going to languish in those trials. We're going to get to the place where it's more about poor, poor me instead of how great, great our God is. And we sing those songs 
how great thou art. Mm -hmm. um, but unless we can put that into practice, it doesn't make any sense. I should have sang how great thou art last night. Yeah, you should have. Mm -hmm. That would have emptied the room, though. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> Maybe the Holy Spirit would have hit you and it would have turned out okay. Maybe. You never know. But yeah, but you were you were trying to remind us, you know, even in the times we feel we have nothing to be grateful for, like you're saying right here, is remember who God is. Remember who he is and how, you know, I used to cry out, I don't think I can take it anymore. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm 66 years old now. <laughs> you know? You made it, huh? Yeah, I've made it. And so for us to cry out to the Lord, you know, not to other people first. I mean, it's one thing to say, would you please pray for me? Not giving all the details, you know. I'm going through a time not giving all the details. Would you please pray for me? But we can give all the details to God who knows them all anyway. But he wants us to cry out to him and not others, not trying to f figure things out on our own and not trying to make sense of things. Man, isn't that the natural thing? Um, how do I get out of this? We, we, we honestly, we want to walk by sight and not by faith when mm -hmm. the Bible says that those who please God do just the opposite. Yeah. And I think that's something that we've got to learn. David had to learn that. Uh, and there were times when David would remember that and be delivered miraculous in miraculous ways um, but there were times when David um, loved his lust more uh, this psalm was written before his fall into sin with Bathsheba uh, before he had Bathsheba's husband Uriah murdered um, the psalm was uh, psalm was written uh, before uh, David's family blew apart because he was a horrible dad um, but because of his experience we learn in this psalm how to avoid those same self-inflicted wounds on our own and how to thrive, not just survive, mm -hmm. but how to thrive in those uh, wounds that are not of our own making, the things that nobody can do anything about. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh, now, this is, this is sad to hear me say this, but in verses 8 to 16, the, what you started out was with, and I was like, yeah. That's right. <laughs> you said, when someone comes against us, God gets angry at them. I was like, yeah, because that's my big brother, right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, God is for us who can be against us. But the prevention, um, you know, don't forget God's track record. I'm talking to myself now because I'm 66, you know, and he's brought me through so many. You don't know all this stuff by now? No. And, and, and I, like in Peter, he says, I know you know this, but. I'm going to keep reminding you until that day kind of a thing. Because even though we might know some of these things, we forget, especially in the middle of a trial. We forget. Um, we, we don't forget the, the, the things to do. We forget to Jesus in the middle of our trial. Yes, we forget Jesus in the middle of the trial. Like, you know, where are you? Why are you letting this thing happen or whatever? Um, but the, the, in verse 20, you said, he delights in me. Yeah. yeah. There were so many smile moments in last night's study um, that it was just I liked it <laughs> I, I really did like it he looks at me and he says perfect flawless but it's not because of anything that I've done it's because of what he's done and who he is and so you know instead of another P of poor Paula it's no it's perfect Paula but or he calls you precious. He does call me precious. That's right. And and then you reminded us to keep ourselves in the love of God. I, I woke up one day this week and said that that scripture to you. Keep ourselves in the love of God. But the prevention, the prevention from falling. You mentioned five things. The first one was having clean hands and a clean heart. Um, doing things God's way. Um, and then the second one, did you want to say anything? No, that's, that's just from verse 21. I mean, David David gives us, uh, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the, the, the ways to insulate ourselves. The way to insulate ourselves, okay. Then don't turn away from God. You know, uh, yesterday when Anthony from Seguin called, he started out saying, you asked him, how's he doing? And he said, great, Pastor Ryan. And then he told his story of, that wasn't so great. Mm -hmm. But he was doing great because he had turned his focus to Jesus. Okay, so it is what it is. 
but you're still in control and I know you love me and I love you and he asked for uh, because he had you know fallen into accusing God um, kind of like Naomi did um, uh, but he wanted to hear you say what he thought was the right answer and you did and you could hear the relief and so um, I love you Anthony God bless you and we're praying for you this third one was study your Bible know the word or you will fall you'll that's from verse 23 in yeah that chapter yeah and then living a holy life you know separation and sanctification because without holiness no one will see the Lord so if we're not living in a holy state not being perfect but Jesus can't be with us and so you you always say aim for perfection well aim for perfection in in the stance of holiness and then and let, me, let me add this we're, we're running out of time here okay. but but when we hear holiness we think I've already blown it I can't do anything it the, the word simply means for us to be separated for God mm -hmm. and separated to God mm -hmm. and away from the things of this world. So when we're tempted to do something, we could say, no, I have to walk in holiness, so I'm going to go walk with Jesus. Mm -hmm. that's, that's what it means. It's mm -hmm. not some unattainable goal. Yeah. I, yeah, thank you. I know that because living with you. And then the last one was stay close to Jesus and you will be blessed even in trials. And the other caller, Roland, yesterday, you know, he's saying um, he's had a rough life. You know, he can't see for 22 and a half years, and, and things are just difficult. And yet, he's been blessed in all the trials. He said, the Lord has always come through for me. You know, and so um, that's the way to stay insulated from from accusing a, a God of not being fair and good and nice and, and, and going our own way. Let me leave with this encouraging word to all of you. God can't help but to bless. That's who he is. It's what he does. All we have to do is be where we can be blessed and God can't miss. Mm -hmm. Paula, thanks for being here today. It's been three weeks, but that's a long time. Yeah, that's a long time. But you know what? This was such a blessing today. Thank you. Joy of Jesus, Saturday at Travis Park, 4, 11 o'clock till 3 o'clock. <laughs> We'll see you there. I'll be back tomorrow on AM630, The Word. See ya. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.